1: Previously on the Simply Human podcast.
2: Uh, well, right now, I'm in my brother-in-law's kitchen. Both, <laughs> both his wife and my wife are in Montauk with the kids on the beach. So nice. <laughs> we're, we're working somehow. Um, yeah, we're he's cooking and uh, and I'm on a podcast I didn't know about. <laughs> it's episode 211 of the Simply Human podcast with your host Mark and Rick, two human beings. Being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is Dr. Josh Wagner. But it's Wagner. (laughs) Wagner? It's why? It's Wagner. He's an international speaker, seminar leader, author, consultant to successful doctors, practices, and their staffs around the world. After building a private practice in New York City and seeing patients for years, Dr. Wagner realized his true passion is in guiding others to their own success while building greater peace of mind. Looking forward to Dr. Wagner. And t- we got we got some time travel talk here, Rick.
0: Yes. Oh, oh god. Yeah. No. I can't even keep up anymore.
2: So like, we recorded Hang on. Hold, on, let me do this. We recorded with Dr. Wagner on and t- the, tonight is August 26th, right?
0: I don't know. Yes.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. It, is. it is August 26th. We recorded
0: My phone tells me <laughs>
2: Wait, what is that? What was that? Is that your computer? Did somebody just hop on our call from the Department of Defense? (laughs) We'll get to that. Okay, check this out. We recorded with Dr. Wagner on April 1st.
0: Are you kidding me? That's a really long time ago.
2: (laughs) Wow, it was April 1st, but he didn't want us to release the show until his book came out.
0: He wanted us to hang on to it for a bit, and we got a little bit behind. We, yes. I don't, I'm not sure when his book came
2: out, but it was like it was supposed to be like in uh, June, and then it was July, and I think in August it, he was like, "Okay, you can you, you go yeah. for it." So we need to record this intro. But Rick, we just recorded an intro.
0: So Mark, okay, uh, uh, loyal listeners will remember we talked to Doctor Doctor Butt Sound. I don't remember what was her name.
2: Uh Julie Ken. Sorry, I was reading an email.
0: <laughs> yeah, you were hanging me out to try. Dr. Julie Ken from the Department of Defense, uh, like a month ago, maybe something like that. And uh we were gonna have her on again to talk about sleep. <coughs> well, there was a miscommunication, whatever. Well, she works for the DOD, and so part of the DOD is they like, hey, if we're having our people on like a sh- interview or whatever, we're gonna have I don't know what you call them, listeners, handlers or whatever. Making sure that they're not like, all right, uh, Dr. Kent. before we talk about sleep, let's talk about the complete incompetence of this administration. (laughs) uh, We're not asking questions about dropping nuclear weapons in a hurricane. Right, right. So we have our two handlers on the call, but the doctor's not on the call. We don't know what happened. I, it was just a miscommunication probably because they said she n- never misses appointments. But, like, so Mark and I just spent the last 20 minutes talking to uh, two women whose names I don't remember. But- One was Megan. Oh, yeah, I remember Megan. Uh, she uh, is from the Washington, D.C. area. She likes the uh, Washington professional football team, whose name I don't uh, say out loud because it's a racist trope. And so- <laughs> Living in Tacoma, Washington, it was eighty <laughs> degrees today. Uh, low of uh, low of sixty nine. Uh, she
2: did I say that. On, she did say that.
0: Which I responded, "Huh, very nice." <laughs> and uh, I am sure Mark picked up on the joke. Uh, they had a cookout today, yeah, uh, picnic. At the, yeah, at the, at the at the picnic.
2: So we had this whole conversation <laughs> with these. Yeah,
0: it like it's just like these <laughs> and, random. And, and I did. We, Mark and I did spend like two or three minutes talking about. Uh, not current politics, but past uh, presidential politics, and you could tell that their instructions are, uh, yes. Uh, if there's any politics talk at all whatsoever, and about the history of this country, uh, just don't respond at all because, like, we were talking about, like, uh, the relationship between George H. W. Bush and Ronald, Ronald Reagan. Reagan, and I talked about how. George W. Bush's campaign. Okay,
2: we can just move right along here.
0: A bunch of stuff, and they were completely dead silent. Not even like awkward laughter. Not even acknowledging it. And then so we were like, "So, other lady, where are you from?" She's like, "Oh, I'm from Wyoming." And we're like, "Oh, that's great. Okay, that's terrific." She told us a lot about Wyoming. So,
2: (laughs) so that was so that so now we have to like we're we're gonna use the intro we just recorded because we talked about oh the simple human appliances. Whenever we, but like, I'm looking at our, I'm looking at our schedule. It, I mean, like we're going to have to schedule Dr. Ken for like December.
0: Cause let's, get her, let's bump somebody else. She's really, really good.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll look at that tomorrow, but look, we just got an email today. I have three emails today from potential guests. Can I,
0: read them? the, uh,
2: no, <laughs> no. Can I read, can I read you an excerpt from this email? Do you have to promise me something?
0: I'm not going to make fart noises. You
2: can't interrupt me until the end. I will not. When I say, Rick, your thoughts, that's when you can interrupt. Absolutely. Hi, Mark.
0: Nope. Uh,
2: Name. This woman's name is a breast implant illness warrior. (laughs) Uh, Don't. She is the creator of CHI Hormone Warrior Transformation which offers women the three pinnacles of wellness cleanse the body heal the hormones ignite life. She's one of Orange County's top nutritionists. Knowing that there were others just like her, women feeling isolated and alone as they fought breast implant illness, she created the Tits Method. I'm sorry. Which supports women with symptoms of the illness by addressing and reversing toxicity, infection, trauma and shame. The tits method is what she called it. Huh. So we'll have to have her on.
0: May I say something,
2: uh, Rick? Your thoughts.
0: I apologize for initially giggling <laughs> at the idea of uh, a a breast
2: uh, implant illness.
0: Yeah. I uh, that is, I'm sure. I mean, a I thing, don't popular, but I'm sure that's a, a very real thing. Yes with that I apologize I set you up for that I'm sorry Not what I was expecting but uh, <laughs> I'm interested in hearing more about that I feel uh, like
2: we need to have her similar
0: on similar to what I used to use on your mom Is that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to find out who sh- if she came up with that and I want to high five her because that's really funny <laughs> well,
2: <clears throat> yes that is very good okay how
0: does that, how does that compare to the jugs method <laughs> from scientists in Stockholm, uh, have been you know pioneering. Uh, is there an over the shoulder <laughs> boulder <holder? laughs> I don't, I don't get it. What, what do you mean?
2: <laughs> okay. Um, so I thought it was funny. I was listening to the radio, and then we'll get to Dr. Wagner. But just I was
0: listening to the radio. <laughs> so. At that
2: (laughs) one of the radio people was saying that he was in his garage and he got really hot and he and he's and he said i just took my shirt off and if the other radio guy goes well so you're just standing there in your bra
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's the kind of thing if you and i had a live radio show That's. that
2: would be great i wish we could do that someday um okay well, very excited of finally getting this released, and we talk all about his book and all about all that stuff uh, in the interview, and then uh, we're going to, uh, obviously, in the show notes, all that stuff will be linked, too. So, here, without further ado, April 1st to now, which now is I don't know when, because I don't know when I'm releasing this, Dr. Josh Wagner. There he is.
1: Yeah. Uh, all good. Sorry about that confusion.
2: No, Yeah, no, that's totally my bad. I was like, oh, no. Uh,
1: no, you know, I should I should have replied and been like, "Hey, I thought it was 30, <laughs> but it just worked for me." Okay.
2: So um. So, are you in Australia? Where are you?
1: Oh no, no, that was just when I corresponded last. While okay. I'm in LA right now.
2: In LA, very cool. I was there. No, I was there. Where are you located? Uh, I'm actually in like West Texas. Uh,
1: oh right. You know, I was reading your about page. I really liked your whole like I am and I believe.
2: Oh, cool. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I was in LA, uh, when was that? Like the beginning of April. Um, my wife had some work thing she was doing and I was there with a friend of mine. And while they, our wives were doing the work thing, we went to Staples Center and, uh, took some pictures and then rented those little bikes and rode to Dodger stadium.
1: How long did it take
2: you? It was only, it's like four miles, so. Oh, okay, cool. We even it was all uphill. We didn't realize like how uphill it was.
1: <laughs> what, was it those bikes with um, like electric? Or no,
2: no, no. I mean? Just the straight up. There's like three gears on them, and it was oh. like five p.m. downtown L.A. Traffic, where it was probably pretty dumb. So, yeah. we, a good story. But it's an adventure, right? <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. So, are you
2: from that area?
1: No, I'm from New York, just north of New York City, yeah. and I've been spending more time out here recently. Uh, I have some family out here, a girl I've been dating, and I'm just getting so sick of the hustle bustle, bustle right. in New York. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. And the weather. Just the winters are like seven months long now. Right.
2: Yeah. Like in the last like six weeks, my wife and I were in LA, San Diego, and then San Francisco. and. We were like, "Can we just keep doing this? This is pretty great." Which do you
1: prefer? I'm curious.
2: Um, we love San Diego. Um, yeah. we we've been there several times since we got married, and uh, it's just uh, we like it. It's um,
1: great. It's so relaxed and laid back, and probably the best weather in the country. Yes. I
2: think. Yes. No doubt. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, Rick and I have already recorded an intro. Uh, he is a police officer, and so he had some like training thing that he had to jump off and go do um okay. and so we'll just we'll just knock this off um so first of all so welcome to the show this is awesome And is it is it wagner 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 it's like we've had some some uh names here recently that they look one way and are are not that way at all so yours looks it is like it looks. How about that? <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, last time I was German, then it would probably be Wagner.
2: Wagner, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's ask, yeah. Awesome. So let's just start off. Tell us your story. Um, kind of give us the Clips Notes version. How did Dr. Josh Wagner get to where you are right now?
1: So I'd say it all started with meeting the godfather of chiropractic I'm a, I'm a doctor of chiropractic and back in my I was a sophomore at NYU in Manhattan and I randomly got interested in the art and science and philosophy of chiropractic and natural healing and two mentors two chiropractic mentors I had said, you know, Josh, you got to show up to this address. In Brooklyn at 7:15 p.m. Thursday night, if you really want to understand chiropractic and you really want to be like a great chiropractor,
2: it wasn't like out in the middle of a golf course green, and then the, like the the sprinklers came on at that time, was it? It wasn't no, like a but prank. That,
1: I was nervous about that because Brooklyn <laughs> nowadays is can be really posh and expensive and nice, and back then, 15 years ago, this was not an area that you wanted to be on. <laughs> right? You know, when the sun went down, and, and so I show up and they tell me the front door is going to be unlocked. No one's going to be upstairs go downstairs, so I am thinking just like you you mentioned the 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 eighteenth hole right and I show up to this home and I go and just like they said front door is unlocked no one's upstairs I find my way to the basement staircase and something already seems off because it's wood ceilings and wood walls, and I feel like I'm in a hunting lodge, not in Brooklyn and as I'm going down the stairs, I see a whole basement furnished with rows of church benches, and about a dozen adults, uh, they ended up being chiropractors, sitting there waiting for this 93-year-old retired chiropractor to come and speak, and it was his home, and he had practiced for 35 years, and for the last 20 years had been teaching every single Thursday night in his home to chiropractors, past patients, past staff on Philosophy, personal growth, chiropractic, religion. I mean, you name it. He just was a beautiful soul that emanated love. And he looked like Albert Einstein with the white hair (laughs) popping out and the glasses with the thick the thick glasses so it made his eyes look big. And <laughs> I think if you was-
2: look like that, if you wear like an Albert Einstein costume and no one knows you and you just say whatever you want everyone's going to be like,
1: ooh. Exactly. Because yeah. yeah. half, the, half the stuff you couldn't understand <laughs> but you could just feel his energy was so pure. Yeah, And um, just a beautiful, beautiful human being. His, his name's is uh, Pasquale Sarasola. Well, that's
2: uh, fitting. I, that's, exactly. I, I, if you said, guess this guy's name, I'd have been like, ah, Pasquale, I don't know. <laughs> right.
1: And, and he was just... Um, just, you know, you could find him in some places on YouTube and you won't understand 90% of what he's saying, but I could boil down all of his messages to three words that make a difference no matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you are a chiropractor or not, have gone to a chiropractor or not. This is just a a staple that I live my life by now and want to be a benefit to the, the audience and your viewers by sharing it with them. So all of it. Combined to three words, which interestingly, at some of my seminars, I've had people tattoo these words oh my gosh. On, their, on their wrist. So it reminds them every day of like, hey, this is the best way to go through life and to keep me accountable.
2: The and words the aren't Billy Bob words, Thornton, are they? Are those Did you the hear words? The story already? No.
1: Uh,
2: okay. <laughs> I like I'm trying to fill in Rick usually makes these little comments like that. So I was I was thinking what three words would Rick say as a joke?
1: <laughs> nah, that, that's all good. So the three words are tone over bone. Now, from a chiropractor standpoint, that relates to your intention is far more important than the bone right. you choose to adjust and how you adjust it because chiropractors Uh, get into arguments about the right way to analyze and adjust and the technique and the x-ray and you know all these nitty-gritty details but what counts more than anything else is why you're adjusting it, how you adjust it, the tone, your intention of making a constructive difference in that person's body and nervous system and letting them heal and it spans far far beyond just patient care. I mean this applies to your commitment over your attachment, your intention over your doing. I mean, whether it's workouts, whether it's eating habits, why you do something right. and how you do something. It tends or or, to be or why you don't time. do something. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So your your why behind what you do determines so much more than anything else. And every, every interaction that you have with someone, anytime that you know your tone is down, like you're Like today, I was just in like a weird, groggy mindset and it happens to all of us. It's part of being human and to just always recognize that we are responsible for and able to change our tone whenever we want. We can't change the results necessarily. We can influence them by our tone and to have that as a mantra to go through life, no matter what your endeavor, no matter what you're passionate about is so valuable because it's so easy to get sidetracked in today's world with the constant bombardment of technology and connectivity. So Tone Over Bone is really how I got started and my message that I share more, more than anything with people to make a difference, which leads into the the upcoming book
2: yeah yeah so we're going to talk about that book so you, st- you have to you have to listen uh, to the rest of the interview before we get to the book and of course you just look in the show notes too if you're a big cheater and don't want to listen um so let's like talk about what you're doing now i know like in your intro like you're a speaker you're an author all this other stuff like what is your kind of day-to-day right now are you still working with patients are you traveling all over the place like what what are you doing now
1: yeah good question so After the first few years in practice, I realized that wasn't my calling, seeing patients day to day, one-on-one chiropractic practice. I, I love chiropractic. I endorse it, but I felt very confined by the four walls of the practice and only being able to deliver my service during set hours, and I realized I could make a bigger difference for chiropractors. So over the next five years, had an online coaching program for chiropractors showing them how to deliver the... Really exceptional new patient experience from the communication to how patients are treated. And during those five years, what was interesting is I took on another understanding of tone over bone because I was giving my clients all over the world pretty much the same strategies, no matter where they were located. Right. And some of them took them and thir- uh, flourished, thrived. Some of them took the same exact ones in the same city or town. And nothing happened. You know, the procrastination, self-sabotage, it just didn't work the same. And I started seeing over those five years of being on the other end of self-growth and development because I've, I've been someone who's consumed it my whole life, but now the one delivering it. What I came to find was the single underlying difference between people who get from where they are to where they want to get to in any endeavor whether this is your body this is your mental health this is your income your relationships and that is what the entire book is about it has nothing to do with chiropractors or chiropractic and so over the last five years it's been online uh coaching and training it's been traveling to deliver seminars and now i'm creating that for uh the general public cool. not just chiropractors based on this one understanding that i've come to realize over the past five years
2: i wish there was some way we could like (laughs) the only way to do this like in a controlled setting would be like to break like twins arms (laughs) the same way and like have one of them like really motivated like if you get your arm fixed fast you're gonna like make all this money you know and like and this other one is like if you if you don't fix your arm fixed you're we're gonna we're gonna give you all this money you know like so like i I just I guess like I know that sounds like something out of like a horror movie or something, but it's like if people are motivated to like just for instance, get well. Like if they're about to go on a on a vacation and they get sick, it's like they're really motivated. They're gonna do everything they can do. They're gonna be okay, I'm gonna get better before this you know, or like if you get sick before a big test or something and you don't want to get well, like it it's really your tone matters. Like it makes a big difference in like in your body's healing process.
1: Oh, absolutely. And so, yeah, whether it's your discipline and diligence leading to your habits, your motivation of are you going to put them into play, are you going to learn new, all of those play, of course, a significant role. And there's one before that that I say, if you have this one tone, all of those others are going to fall into place, the motivation, the discipline, the diligence, the character of doing what you know is right. But if you don't, you can add all of those in and you'll end up still self-sabotaging, procrastinating, doing things that cause you to not get the results you're after. And that's what I'm excited to now have been sharing with people outside of business or chiropractic and seeing the difference it makes in any area of their life, including health and well-being.
2: So, So did you say there is like a one most important tone or is it like different for everybody?
1: there's one most important that can be applied to anyone in any sphere of life. It's the entire premise of my book. And I'll of course share it with you and your audience to start the process of making a difference for them. And here, I'll just, I'll just get right right into it right now. So Mark, you don't have to say it out loud and everyone listening, think of one area in your life that you're really, really passionate about. You care about, you want to see change in, and you're, actively putting energy and effort towards it so not some pie in the sky pipe right. dream like oh i hope in 20 years you know i'm living in hawaii stress-free like right. something that's real in your life right now okay. you don't have to tell me but think about what that end result is that you want okay. and i'm going to ask one single easy question it's a yes or no answer that's going to give you the understanding of what that tone is of if you have it You've got the chance of getting this in your life. If you don't, there's no chance until you switch it. Okay. So think of that one in that specific area. Okay. And just answer this question. Do you truly believe you deserve having that in your life? Yes. Good. You're on your way to get it. <laughs> well so most people, when they experience sabotage, burnout, frustration procrastination it's inherently because they don't believe they deserve having whatever they're after which is a very common issue with you know when we grow up we get planted in our minds and our psyches these undeserving beliefs
2: yeah and actually in in the in your in your talking points that was like the next thing when we kind of got done with all the intro stuff and kind of what you're doing now i wanted to bring up the deserving process and is that kind of what you're what you're talking about
1: exactly so the deserving process is a Meditative process that you could do from the comfort of your own home. You don't need to work with anyone. It doesn't cost a dime it's out Completely in the book and on, on my website of how to flip the switch from an undeserving to a deserving belief Applied to any area of your life So whether this is your your body and your health or your weight to your stamina to relationships income happiness and peace of mind because inevitably it doesn't matter who you are we've got undeserving beliefs in important areas of our life and if you don't address it specifically it's very rare that they just happen right. to turn on by themselves
2: in your in your opinion i guess and all the work that you've done and all the people that you've worked with and you kind of touched on it a second ago but like why i, I feel like uh, something's going on where we're having to talk about having the deserving process like no 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 you deserve it like what why are we as as humans wired to think we don't deserve stuff? Like what happens? Is it different for everybody or is, do you think there's kind of like a a, a, a thread that goes through everybody?
1: Yeah, good question. And you made, you, you said the word wired. So this, everyone is affected by growing up their youth, their adolescence by whoever was most around them. So obviously it's our parents or uh, caregivers and It could be a string of one of your parents was always making comments about, you know, you you shouldn't be eating that much. And then you have this just undeserving belief of having proper weight and health. It could have been one moment that an older sibling or an uncle or a bully, you know, said, you know, you're fat. And then you have this undeserving belief of, I'm never going to be able to lose the weight. Now, when you say wired, that creates the wiring in our mm-hmm. psychology and belief system. I do believe that people can be born based on you know their parents and what they experienced in the womb with already just being born into this world with undeserving beliefs, but that's getting just to a deeper level, level yeah. of the onion, more metaphysical, and, and really doesn't matter. The point is, if you have them, no matter how you got them, you could do something about it. And the first step is just being aware. So a lot of people just hearing that, Realize, you know what? I re- I'm self-sabotaging myself because I don't believe I deserve to have this level of health. And for some people, just understanding that is enough to knock them, knock them out of it yeah. and make a difference. But yeah. for others, because it's been so ingrained and it's been 20, 30, 40 years, you need to do some pruning of those beliefs. And that's what the deserving process is for is for you to do that. Um, just a daily process to start seeing change externally and feel a lot better and not feel undeserving on the inside.
2: Yeah. It's that whole nature versus nurture, uh, kind of debate. And you know, it like one of the examples I like to use is like, if there's like parents, that have children. And if the children, let's say the parents are dealing with health issues and they're dealing with obesity or diabetes or just whatever, whatever it is. And the children are also, you know, dealing with the same issues. Well, it's like, well, it's just a hereditary thing. Okay. Well, there's that, that, yeah, that plays a role, but also let's look at the environment. Let's look at the behaviors, um, that can, that, exactly. that, that aren't hereditary that are, that you can change. And, and there, you know, I think there is, yeah, absolutely. Like uh, genetics and everything, like, are obviously really important. But there is a—it's kind of like, you know, this bailout of oh, well, it's just—it's uh, hereditary.
1: Oh, right, and and you're exactly right. Your your environment dictates tremendously, and it doesn't mean you have to mirror your environment. For most people, they either mirror it or rebel against it. But nothing's random. So, if if you're in an environment where parents are obese and have obese lifestyle habits, of course, you're more likely to. Right believe that hey that's that's what life's like just like um financially wise most people they grow up well whatever their parents drove say car wise or vacations they took or lifestyle well they believe that that's the lifestyle i deserve that doesn't mean you can't break out of that but that's the most inherent deserving belief that's incorporating in the psyche of a developing child um and some could go the opposite way and say no oh i don't you know i don't want to be like that and and rebel against it and then develop their own naturally
2: yeah, man, like, and then you talk, talk about the whole, like, parent I've about three kids, and just, like, you know, just, like, walking around, like, I, I imagine, like, you have, like, a a cooking pan filled with water, and you're trying to, like, go from the sink to, like, the backyard without spilling any of that. I feel like sometimes that's parenting. You're just like, oh, okay. Oh, no, oh, just, yeah. spill I am mean,
1: not a parent yet, but I can only, like, <laughs> yeah. they pick up. Everything. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Even what you don't want them to pick up. Oh, man. Like, I, like I'll have clients. Who, you know, okay, here's a great example. They'll they'll tell me about their marriage isn't working and saying very typically, Hey, my children are teenage years. I can't get a divorce and move out because I don't want to do that to my children and I don't want it to influence them of you know, setting in them that most likely they'll get a divorce, because right. the statistics oh, are there that's crazy, but yeah. the, way, the way I'll reply back to them, and I'm not telling them to get a divorce or not, <laughs> but what I'll reply back to them is, that's fine, but what you're doing right now is setting up your children to be in a marriage where they're not happy, right. because that's where you are,
2: right. Yeah, and like how it, yeah, how is that going to influence them negatively? Yeah, and yeah, he doesn't
1: think it would. Like, oh, they they don't see us yell. We're, since we didn't get a divorce, they don't see us yell at each other. They think everything's fine. It's like no, they know what's going yeah. on. They can tell.
2: Then the it's word perfect. tone comes back into the exactly. into the mix. Like you don't understand that negative tone that is just kind of inherent in the the home at all times. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, or yeah, or, or just lack of love.
2: Right. Right. Um, one of these, uh, uh, points on here, uh, that I wanted to get to, and, and, you know, you hear all the time about setting goals and and goals are so important, uh, and you got to set a goal for everything, but how can like a goal accomplishing and being so driven to like check the box backfire and turn into like stress?
1: Uh, this is, this is beautiful. It's one of my biggest talking points because I've experienced it so much being a, a go getter and nothing's ever good enough and looking great on paper, but being so unfulfilled and burnt yeah. out and unhappy myself that I could, I really relate to this topic is most people are driven to their goals. One by low self-esteem, not feeling good enough, undeserving beliefs. And even if they get the goal, like say the goal is the bone, their tone is the same because they're approaching The reason for getting that goal from a state of low self-esteem not being good enough right and you you probably know this mark because you're you know all your your marathons and you've trained and you've done a lot of things that you're going to start somewhere and you want to get to another place that the majority of the time if you accomplish what you're after which is also a small percentage of people who actually accomplish what they're after you feel great for about 15 minutes to two days. And right after you set an even loftier goal and you're right at the bottom of another mountain, but it's actually worse because whatever you did to accomplish the current goal, you have to maintain that. And now you have to do even better or train harder or wake up earlier or whatever it is to get to that next goal. And so there's nothing wrong with setting goals. That's healthy. It's not about not having them, it's not dropping them. It's about understanding what you're really going after which is the feeling that goal produces. And for some reason in your life right now, it's either missing or diminished. And you gotta bring that feeling back along your pathway of getting the goal, which is actually your life every right. day, not the day you accomplish it 90 days from now. Right. And what a lot of people real- go for is, they go for some tan- um, physical or objective goal or piece of life that they've never had before. You know, Whether it's the car, whether it's running their first marathon, whether it's an income level, whether, whether it's a body weight, they go for something they've never had before because they think it's going to produce a feeling. Yeah. Now, the only reason they think that is because they've never had it, so they're just guessing. If, if they've had it, they've, they they'd know what it feels like. So we're going for something we don't have, have now, we've never experienced before, hoping to get a feeling back that we don't have anymore or we have very little of. Now, here's the thing. If you're probably over the age of 30, you've experienced about all the feelings life has to offer, <laughs> right. at least once. So here's, here's the trick. If you go to where in your life, and it may have been five years old, nine years old, 12 years old, 18 years old, where you got that feeling that you don't have anymore, that's the easiest way of what can I do to reproduce that and at least start incorporating that into my life so the pathway towards the goal is a lot more enjoyable and fulfilling. And it's not about all or nothing, just getting that goal at the end. Right. Because for most of us, 95% of the time, we're going to quit, we're going to fail, we're going to keep changing directions as a sabotage to not being able to complete it. So our life is the pursuit of whatever we're going after. So you got to make that yeah. great. Otherwise, you know, you come to realize the more you accomplish the emptier it feels.
2: Yeah. A couple of shows ago, we had a guy, uh, Jason Sib, has been on the show several times. A friend of mine is a coach and an author and everything. And I, I love the example he uses. Like if you, if you like hate yourself and you think I hate myself because I weigh 30 pounds too much. And then you like go to all these extreme measures to lose 30 pounds you're just like, and you, let's say you lose the 30 pounds and you get, and you accomplish your goal. Well, if you still hate yourself, all you're going to do is just get step closer to the mirror and find something else that you hate about yourself.
1: Exactly. So, yeah, the 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 bone will never change right. the tone. So, right. losing the 30 pounds. And then to make it even worse is one, you still hate yourself, but then you probably hated the process of losing those 30 pounds. I guarantee right. whatever he's his, doing, his, doing, his, doing, his, doing his, wasn't you know, once you once you lose the 30 pounds you can't just coast it's not like okay now i'm a you know now i'm 180 instead of 210 i right. can just go back to what i was doing right to keep doing what you were doing right and if you didn't like that process of getting there you just set yourself up for a full-time life of upset and, yeah. and disappointment so so such a great example of again yeah tone over bone
2: yeah another another uh, way that i, I coach people on this is like, okay, let's say, and and using weight, weight loss is a, is a easy one because it's very tangible and you can see it, but it it applies to anything. So it's like, okay, let's use the 30 pounds example and you're you're at position A and like you want to get down to like your, your position B is like your, your, your 30 pound weight loss. Well, if you, if you, if like you starve yourself and do all these crazy things, like a, like a biggest loser type of a behavioral pattern that's not sustainable and you lose the 30 pounds, okay, now you're down in position B. But you have to completely like reinvent the wheel and change all your behaviors because they're not sustainable to stay down there. Well then what happens? Well you can't do that, so you go back and you gain the thirty pounds back and you feel like a failure and all that. So what I tell people is don't go for the quick fix, don't go for like just getting that bone as fast as you can. Like start acting like the guy down at position B is acting. And it may take a while, but eventually when you get to be that down at that position, you're already doing the things that he was doing. And that goes for, you know, look look ahead and like imagine this person, this financial person that you want to be that saves and does all this stuff. Don't like do something crazy to save all this crazy, to save this money. And now you get to where you're going and you don't, you know, like just start being that guy now and you'll eventually be that guy, you know
1: perfect example and that's something that's a theme I've been sharing more and more on there's such a difference because so many of us we have these big lofty goals and we're thinking whether 90 days ahead or three years ahead what we want to accomplish and we're so so stuck on the end vision which of course you need to have right or so stuck on like the strategies and the action plan to get it rather than there's nothing more important than how you show up just today Right. Like you can control how you show up today and being your best and doing what you need to know you know you need to do today. Almost, almost like a you know twelve step program like AA. Hey, hey, like hey, just don't drink today. That's it. Right. I mean that and whatever your goal is, whether it's weight loss, just showing up today without even having much of a strategy or an end vision is going to produce more of the end results you want than having the most amazing plan and end vision. If you're not being your best on a day to day basis and. Well, one, believing you deserve it and acting as if.
2: Right. Okay, I can't believe uh, we're coming up on time, but there's a couple more things we got to do. The first thing is, this is something we do with all our guests, what is uh, one thing that you enjoy about life or something you do that makes life more enjoyable? And it can be, it doesn't have to have anything to do with anything we just talked about.
1: Oh, man, there's so many things, but I love my morning walks listening to either 80s one hit wonder. <laughs> or, or
2: like uh, power ballads type stuff.
1: Um, it could be anything. It yeah. could be power ballads. Huey could,
2: Lewis in the news. <laughs> yeah,
1: Huey Lewis in the news. It could be Cyndi Lauper. I mean, it's yes. uh, jock stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I and I love incorporating music as much as I can um, because by default I'm very serious and you know just having the music I love in the background of life as my soundtrack just makes it so much better and like what I was saying listening to the music that I loved when I was a teenager that isn't always around now like right. brings me back to more of that youthful energy and just uh, that like sense of wonder yeah. so I challenge people to if you haven't listened to the music you loved in your early childhood like play that back you'll yeah. get new ideas and inspiration and just feel great
2: yeah like 90s like uh, I think of like uh, when I first started listening to music was like MC Hammer it was like early 90s Vanilla Ice and then yeah. in, into like the you know, mid to late '90s and like uh, Pearl Jam and like all those bands. Oh man, you're you're making me like I'm going to iTunes. I'm like just exactly. stick, yeah, download all these music. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Okay, and then finally, just talk to, uh, talk about yourself. Website book. It's is it drjoshwagner.com? Is that the website?
1: right drjoshwagner.com the book is called you deserve it it gives you a three-step process that you could do from the comfort of your home if you acknowledge and are aware that you're experiencing that friction self-sabotage because hey you're being honest we all have it an undeserving belief in for whatever you're going for Use that process. Watch what changes, and I'd love to hear the results. So cool. Find and, then me and let me know about it. Where
2: do you, you just go to the website, and that'll lead you to get the book and all that, yeah, all the other a, resources. There's
1: tab, yeah, there's a tab at the top of the website for the book. You could find it on Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com, and there's a lot of other great resources at the website to. Further instill a deserving belief and and build that muscle.
2: Awesome! I will uh, put all that in the show notes. So very cool! Thank you so much. I know we've had you on our radar for a very long time uh, and have been so excited to to finally have you on. And uh, I'll uh, I'll email you when the show goes up. It'll probably be towards the end of of the month, uh, and uh, I'll let you know so you can blast it out to all your folks.
1: I definitely will. Thank you so much, Mark. Awesome! Appreciate it. Everyone everyone listening, have a good night. Good night. You're
2: listening to the Simply Human podcast. All right, tone over bone, Rick. Remember that.
0: Oh, it's, I have a tattoo that says that now.
2: <laughs> on your lower, <laughs> on your on your lower back.
0: Well, <laughs> why is it not? <laughs> why is it not on my chest? Like, why does it have to be on my lower back?
2: Well, I just I, f- I figure if you got a tattoo, it would be on your lower back. I just feel like that's the kind of girl you are.
0: Am I the only male you know without a tattoo?
2: Jackson doesn't have one.
0: Oh, that's true. Oh, uh, you, do you know that for certain?
2: I mean, I hadn't seen him naked in a few months.
0: <laughs> a few months, huh? <laughs>
2: Many years. Speaking of that, I s- saw our friend Jackson. He's been on the show, right?
0: Uh, he has not, but we have referenced him a few times. People will recall. Hardcore humans will recall that growing up, we had the three horsemen. Yes jackson and myself
2: he was the one with the maggot freezer i did tell that story
0: (laughs) (laughs) i forgot all about that that's so antithetical (sighs) to who he is now as a human being it's
2: funny (laughs) i did meet i did he like you has two sons his sons though are two and one and they are expecting a third
0: oh are you kidding me yeah
2: so he is he is in like the the full-on small kid phase where he just it looks like he just wants to t- lay down and take a nap all the time
0: that's the worst yeah other my kids are older and they can do stuff yeah it's pretty you know, like, awesome i remember that phase i'm like man get me the hell out of there
2: well and it's like hey y'all should come visit us and they're like no <laughs> yeah. no thanks he was like driving with kids that small um but his sons are very cute and then so i go into this place that where we grew up going and I hadn't been there in ten years, and it was very crazy. Lots of memories that I had with you. Uh, oh, did, you saw where I, you, did I? Did I send you the video of when I walked up to Jackson? No. And I, and I said, "This is the place."
0: Literally zero pictures of Jackson, and I was very disappointed.
2: Hold on. So there was a memory that that I have of you, and
0: hang on, I. Hang on, stop, 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 stop. We have to provide some context. So, okay. growing up, there was a. That's where Mark and Jackson and I met at this church, uh, and this is uh, kind of not like regular church. This is like hardcore three-times-a-week church, like everyone's hanging out with each other all the time type of deal. Yeah, Like every inch of this entire building uh, we have memorized <laughs> because we've seen all of it a billion times. Yeah. Mark goes back to this church. It
2: was crazy to be the back
0: last there. Last weekend for a wedding. I haven't been in there in – I don't know how long, but Mark is sending us pictures of all these people because Jackson's little sister got married. Well, there's all these people that we like remember from church growing up that are there. Mark's taking pictures of them and sending them. I'm like, oh man, he's taking a picture of like the elders' conference room. It was just yeah. ridiculous. Well, I
2: just sent you a video.
0: I just, I just felt the. Okay, okay. Well,
2: hold on. Let's end this, in this call, and then I want stay on the line. I want to hear you uh, watch this video. Okay, uh, got a lot coming up. Thanks for listening. Go to the Donate Now page. Self-Care Initiative. I know you're. no one's listening to this, at this point, but uh, uh, it's kind of different now. He's Now it's kind. Of, it's not like email me. There's a website that I'll send you to if you want information on the Self-Care Initiative. Uh, so that is going to do it. That's going to do it for this edition of the Simulian Podcast.
0: Greatest outro ever. And remember,
2: tone over bone. So until next time, enjoy it.